Hello, you're listening to Nif Manasi in Asia on Reasoning with Prejudice. In this podcast, we'll entertain you as we debate on topics that are sometimes meaningful, sometimes lighthearted, but always interesting. And you don't even have to give us a penny for our thoughts. So today's topic is dreams and reality. Uh, the first ever theory developed on the dream was by um, Freud, who believed that dreams were like a representation of a disguised fulfillment of your repressed wishes. So if you wish to fly and you're flying in your dream, that just means that you have a really strong desire to fly, like in the most simplest terms possible. So basically, dreams are in fact not the opposite of reality. The two terms are not mutually exclusive. The dreams are just a deeper, darker roots of our mind. And they can essentially help us find out more about ourselves. I mean, and yeah, our reality. I agree with the latter part. But the former part about it representing unfulfilled desires and stuff you want to fulfill. I don't agree with that because people have nightmares. People have nightmares about being naked in front of people or being um, or dying or burning in hell. I don't think that's their unfulfilled wish. You know, yeah. Maybe it represents two things. Show like things you yeah. want to be true, but also it represents uh, suppressed feelings in a way. Yeah, uncomfortable stuff that we can't really do in real life. Yeah. Okay, let me ask this question. Um, so what are our theories of what dreams are? What are your conspiracy theories? Like, what do you think dreams represent? Like, what are dreams to you? So there's this saying that I very much like. You must have seen it on in Instagram a while back. So it says, um, maybe I'm dreaming of you. Maybe you're dreaming of me. Maybe we only exist in each other's dreams. And every morning when we wake up, we forget all about each other. So this is from uh, The Time Traveler's Wife. So I love that line because it's a nice way of thinking about it. Maybe we're just dreaming and both of us or like all of us just exist in this dream. Like this bubble created just for us. But if you are dreaming, wouldn't you wake up and you would like know that you are dreaming? Would we necessarily? What if I forget? Maybe I'm dreaming right now and when I go back to sleep, I wake up. So then what are, when you sleep, what are those then? Your mini dreams? Maybe that's my reality. Ooh, or oh maybe God, I go my... into a different version. Maybe I'm living... Uh, life as live uh, in this dream and then when I go to sleep I might live a life called John I don't know maybe like we're sleeping all the time like we're in the future and like we're in these comas and these people are like messing like aliens are just like messing with our brains and creating these hyper realities for us and like studying like we're all under living under a simulation Kind of like Mace yes. Runner, you know? Yeah. So, like, what conspiracy theories do we have about dreams like that? Ooh, conspiracy theories. I think dreams, you know, like, how we always talk about dimensions mm. and how there's different dimensions in these different worlds. I feel like when we're dreaming, our souls kind of just travel in to, like, just wander into different dimensions mm. and experience things. And sometimes we remember them, sometimes we don't. But we're always like, as soon as we enter, is it called REM sleep? R-E-M yeah, sleep. Like rapid eye yeah. movement. Yeah. 
So that's the time where our like soul just leaves our body and it just explores everything on its own randomly. Well, and maybe it's died like multiple times. My bets were on you to give the most creepy answer. So <laughs> I read somewhere that before you die, you have this like flashback of your life. Maybe right now mm. we're living the flashback and we're already dead. So The Good Place, which is a show on Netflix, is basically about life after death, heaven and hell, and um, just kind of their perspective on what afterlife is like. And spoiler alert, maybe. In the show, the um, architect of The Good Place, which is heaven, tricks them into believing it's The Good Place, while in reality, it's actually hell, which makes the whole thing even more traumatizing for all the dead humans. So my theory is, what if right now we're actually dead and we're in hell and, you know, the architect of this uh, good place disguised as a, no, bad place disguised as a good place is just, you know, torturing us. Well, it is very possible. None of us are, like, good people. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. I was just saying that all these conspiracy theories, I don't think I actually believe in them. But it's like, it's a cool thought that they might exist. Well, I think I kind of believe in the one I said at the beginning. Um, because mm. I, when I go to sleep, it's a nice thought, a comforting thought even, to think that I have somebody waiting for me, just for me over there, where we can only meet over there, you know? I don't understand mm. your thing, Niv. Are you saying that when you sleep you dream and you meet a person or are you saying that real life right now is a dream when you're meeting people well it works both ways maybe it's a dream right now and you guys only exist in my dream and we can only meet in my dream or maybe i can meet this special someone only when i sleep either way Mm. like when both are equal which one do you consider reality and which one do you consider a dream Do you get it? The yeah. sleeping is the only thing um, in the middle, and there's two sides to it. Uh, but which one do you consider reality? Um, there's this play, uh, there's this movie called um, Just Like Heaven. So there's this busy doctor. So she goes into a coma uh, because of an accident, and this guy who comes to live in her apartment, she kind of her spirit kind of haunts him. So when they find out more about her, they realize, oh, she's in a coma. She's not dead. And when she wakes up from the coma, she doesn't remember him. I was like, oh, my God, that is so sad. Like, yeah, you are someone's reality, but they're not mm. yours. Um, so there was this movie where the man and a woman and they basically saw each other in their dreams. So simultaneously, they visited this realm if you want to say where they met each other and they went on like dream like weird dates and then they kind of realized that wait a second this person actually exists in real life and they like scrambled to find each other and it was like this whole dramatic moment and stuff and they found each other in the end and it was just i think it was like a cool concept yeah i kind of prefer final destination kind of dreams Everything follows the same concept. So basically you dream of something about how you die and you prevent that death and then death follows you around and kills you. Um, Because like you're supposed to die and um, Mm. all these little glitches in the matrix, it's supposed to be 
ironed out. Um, mm. So the first movie is when this kid dreams about flight crashing and he gets his friends and gets out and they escape the flight crash. And death follows them around and kills them in the most mysterious ways. Kind of like premonition kind of dreams, I want to say. So I remember in 2014, I want to say, or 2013, um, I had, me and my friend, we had a theory that all my dreams were coming into reality. I genuinely believe this. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. For example, I dreamed of a snake biting me and I woke up with two teeth mark on my hand. I'm not even joking. Like, this actually happened. Oh, my God. Um, I want to say there were mosquitoes, but mosquitoes don't cause, like, actual fangs yeah. or teeth marks. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, a couple of things happened. I dreamt that... Um, someone in my dream were going to do international travel like and this is pretty basic but like from school and two girls one of my friend um my friends they went um to the US on like this conference I know it's little things but I was convinced and my friend was convinced that my like my dreams were very real <laughs> no, it was pretty weird and we actually wrote a like big story about my dreams mm-hmm. anyway so this has actually happened to many other people, right? Like, premonitions becoming dreams. So this guy, um, this mathematician... Srinivasa Ramanujan. Yeah. And he was basically... He was from India, and he went from the temples and slums of Madras to Cambridge University. So it's yeah, yeah, quite yeah. an amazing achievement. And basically, he repeatedly dreamed of this Hindu goddess known as Namakal, and she presented him in his dreams with complex mathematical like formulas over and over again, which then when he woke up, he would test and verify them. And so one of the examples of such formulas was the infinite series of pi. So he basically dreamt of those se- that series and then he woke up to test it out only to find out that it worked. Well, it just sounds like he's clever enough to work even during his dream because dreams are caused from a subconscious part of our brain, right? And these subconscious part of our brain, they can't make up new information. They can only remember and recall. Because the thing is, I mean, I don't have any examples of this right now, but I've heard of people like speaking different languages in their dreams or something. Like it does happen. Like if you haven't seen... A place before and you go to it I mean yeah I guess it's like taking bits of reality that you know but the stuff that you make is like different yeah I mean you see what I I'm get it. There, there's always been stories uh, for example Abraham Lincoln he dreamt of his assassin before he was assassinated uh, victims of the 9-11 dreamt of a terrorist attack uh, Titanic people I mean the, pe- they pe- the people kind of imagined or like dreams that the ship would sink. These kind of things mm-hmm. does happen. Yeah, but things like that, like everyone dreams of terrorist attacks, and everyone yeah. can dream of a ship sinking. It's just a coincidence that it happens. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like kind of. Um, mm-hmm. Before before I step on a flight, I I think I've said this before. I always imagine the flight crashing because I feel like once I've thought that, it's less likely to happen. <laughs> I think that there's something with geniuses and dreams. Like, they just dream stuff and then it just comes out to me. It's, like, weird. Neil Bohr. This was, like, really fascinating to me because apparently electrons spinning around it, like, kind of like the way 
uh, planets spin around the sun in his dream. And, like, he woke up and he was, like, so convinced that this is what it is. But, obviously, he can't, like, present it to people without proof because, you know, he'll sound crazy. So, after, like, doing all these tests and, you know, finding the proof, it actually turned out to be true. Yeah, but... Like, it's crazy but that... again, this, again, yeah. reference, referencing this back to the subconscious brain. Uh, Sherlock um, used to say that when you have instincts or gut feeling or dreams even it's it's just a representation of your brain these are thoughts that are too fast for your or too like advanced for your logical side of your brain to follow the periodic table of elements the helix structure of the double helix structure of the dna alternating current by tesla all of these inventions were caused by dreams which were again a product of the subconscious memory being faster than your logical brain hmm but I don't think that's true in this case because, like, from what I read, he hadn't really investigated the nucleus of the atom so much before then. And, like, imagine a world where you didn't even know that atoms and its nucleus existed and him getting a dream where they actually, like, animated in front, like, in behind his eyes like planets and acted out, like, exactly what they are in real life. Even if he hadn't, like, researched it, maybe he had just a quick thought about, like, when he was told about it once, maybe he thought about it, or how it wasn't logical that all atoms are, like, 100% matter or something, I don't know. Do you get any amazing ideas from dreams that you change to reality? There was one, right? It's a stupid one. But, yeah, so I had this dream. Well, okay, basically... You know the game Mario Kart? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can either choose automatic or manual. <laughs> yes. And um, we used to always play with automatic because we like didn't want the extra difficulty of using manual. Mm-hmm. But then one night I had this dream that I was using manual and I was like flying past everyone on the, on the track. And this is like years ago. I was probably like 10 years old. But um, yeah, and then... As when I woke up, I played the game in manual, and I realized that I was so good at it, and I like beat everyone. <laughs> See that that's um one amazing idea, I guess, <laughs> about video games. Mm-hmm. So in school, um, we started a Red Cross Society, um, which really helped with our university applications, and that was from my dream. Really? Yeah. He didn't say that. What did you dream of? Like, just, just like starting like this amazing company kind of thing, <laughs> where mm. me being innovative, and then Oxford was like, "Oh yeah, we welcome you because you're an innovator. We want that." <laughs> I don't know. It's stupid. Well, the latter part of my dream did not happen. I did not get into Oxford, but it was still helpful. And Mm. I can, like, most of my ideas, they kind of, like, I think about my dreams. I daydream about my dreams, and my ideas come from that. Yeah. There was a story. So there's a story, basically, was, um, so there's this writer. He's really famous. He's really rich. And uh, his wife is a shopaholic. She goes on shopping. She buys various stuff, stuff they don't even need. And, um... So basically what happened was uh, she bought an Uja board one day and um, 
so when they when she used it with her friends, um, the husband was haunted by this ghost, and um, so like during this time when she was using the board, whenever she used the board, the um, husband would be like completely out of ideas for like writing, and he'd get like write a block, and he would like not write for ages, and his in like income would fluctuate and stuff. So when um, one day when he used the Ouija board. A ghost came before him and the ghost was like, all these ideas are like me and a few other ghosts who wanted to be writers and we could never be writers. So we implant the ideas in your head to make you a good writer. But every time you use Ouija board, like a lot more people, like everywhere in the world, they use it. And it kind of pulls us from the job that we want to do. So you have to like kind of write against Ouija boards and disturbing from our peaceful, I don't know, state and pulling us to talk to you. And I like the idea that most of your ideas are kind of placed by dead people in your dreams. Most people forget 90% of their dreams 10 minutes after waking up. The only dream that I can remember of from like which I've taken ideas is like, it's basically the creepy dreams. The ideas that I use are just like for my art, basically of my society in India. So like, there's three buildings in a society and it's it's like shaped like a circle and there was this like really weird dream of children just running around and the sky was like kind of grayish purple like it was really gloomy in a way and everything was just like washed out and basically at the end of the society there's like this um tank full of water mm. and everyone used to be afraid of that tank and there was a sadhu, like, lying down, dead. And he, he had, like, crossed his legs. And his hair was kind of, like, um, scattered on the ground. And he just had, like, white pupil irises kind of things. And I don't know. I just, like, remember, like, the dream me just, like, staring down at him or something. And everyone was just, like, not laughing. It was, like, a very cheerful dream. But it was weird at the same time because there was people Just who don't. weird. Yeah. And those kind of like, when you get a really ominous vibe, I love to like channel that energy into like ideas yeah. to like communicate those dreams in visual terms. And it's cool because like all of the elements of the dreams were basically fears that were instilled in me. So the leg crossed thing and lie down sleeping because that's how they arrange a dead body after they die, when they take them to the um, funeral in our culture. So it's just like little, yeah. I mean, that's how they do it in our culture. That's why like whenever she sees me sitting cross-legged and then just lying down with my legs crossed, she like, she just- First of all, that sounds very uncomfortable. Second of all, I've never heard that. (laughs) Okay. I think, um, yeah, yeah, I've read that dreams were- Dreams are more important for artists. They channel their emotions into the art they make. I can understand that. That's why I wish I had more dreams, but I just don't. Like, I just don't remember yeah, anything. Yeah. Like, you do have moment. dreams all the time. You just don't remember. I do. I just want to remember them. So a lot of artists are known to um, experiment with drugs because that gives like a dreamlike state. Yeah, and then you see things that you never like known before so like you imagine things you have like these heightened sensory experiences and it's like a 
it's just a loophole into getting your creative juices flowing, basically. Which I think is an interesting concept. Yeah, Malice, if you want to remember your dreams, keep a notepad beside your bed. I tried that. Like a dream journal. It didn't work. Yeah, I tried that. Um, I think one of my 2018 New Year's resolution was to start a dream journal. I did. I yeah. did. I did write for a few times, but then my mind would work so fast, and I couldn't match the speed. I couldn't write everything down so quickly, mm, and I would yeah. like put so much pressure on my like hands to like write so quickly because I was like thinking you would forget if you don't. That mm. it did not work. And a lot of the time, my dreams are like in stages. So even if I remember the last stage dream and write that down, I've still got like five more stages before that that I'll forget. Yeah, but still yeah. it's a start. Hmm. Um, you know, lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is basically being aware in your sleep. In your dreams, oh, you're aware yeah. that you're dreaming. Mm-hmm. I've done that so many times. Yeah, I do that all the time. Like, none of my dreams, I'm unaware that I'm dreaming. That's why I don't get nightmares. Because I just change it in my mm. sleep. I control my dreams. I feel like I'm Tris yeah. from Divergent saying... It's a Divergent is a book, by the way. Then <laughs> it's not real. And she breaks the glass. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, mm. I always have a feeling that I'm aware that I'm dreaming. And when people say, oh, I had a nightmare, I'm like, why can't you just change it? That's always been my response. I got what you mean. Like, sometimes yeah. I've even done, like, the cliche thing to say out loud, like, this is a dream, wake up. I've actually done that, like, once or twice. Yeah, I sleep talk a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. I'm not even kidding. Asian knows all about it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so when we went on D of E, I think it was the first night, and we were, like, in camp, and Niv was sleeping, and I I was awake because I can't sleep in unfamiliar places. (laughs) Yeah, I just heard this voice coming from your end of the tent, and you're, like, (laughs) mining the horses. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't my voice. Oh my god. No, Maybe it's definitely it your voice. voice. Because then I was like, what? And then I was like going closer and I saw you like I saw you talking and but your eyes were closed and you were like, mining the horses, mining the horses. And I was like, what the hell? Oh my god. <laughs> that, that is low-key creepy. Yeah. And I was like, what could you possibly be dreaming about? And then I think I woke you up to go to the toilet with me. And I was like, uh, Niv, what were you dreaming about? Why were you mining horses? Yeah, I don't remember what the dream was about. I remember her waking me up to pee. Like, <laughs> we went in search of the toilet. The toilet was locked. It was a nightmare. Mm. I think I woke up into a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, your dream was probably better than the reality. Yeah, I was having fun mining the horses. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, um, I was, yeah, reading about, like, how to improve lucid dreaming. I don't know. I just wanted to be more aware and remember my dreams. And people said dream dream journals helped, apparently, and also um, kind of uh, testing. I was, like, touching yourself, saying, oh, this is a dream. This is not a dream. Even in reality, if you make it a practice, in dream, you would know to, like, touch yourself. Sometimes when I have, like, a bad dream kind of starts out a bad dream I tell okay this isn't real try to touch yourself that's what I do I don't think I'm that aware in dreams like I kind it just happens to me and I don't even think about it being 
not real and then if it is really bad like i don't think i've had a nightmare in years no asia i agree with your point like you don't think about it in normal dream if it's like a plain ordinary dream i probably don't think about it like a dream it is a dream but if i'm either too happy um or if i'm like too too sad or like it's panicky or scared i think okay just think for a minute nip this might be a dream it might not be reality i do that with real life as well so whenever i'm feeling mm. panicked like when um my granddad died or like things like that i think okay this is a dream i'm going to wake up now you know mm. and then like but it actually happens in dreams so a while ago i dreamt that um it was results day and i got amazing results and i was really happy and i was the first in school and stuff like that and i knew okay before you're too happy is this a dream i thought to myself and then i was like yep it's a dream <laughs> sometimes when i wake up i'm like go back to sleep i don't want to wake up now mm. do you remember any <laughs> dreams like vividly not not vividly maybe um dreams that happened years ago but then you remember it because it was a big deal to you so i had um basically all the dreams i remember are from my childhood like i can't remember any lots of recent dreams and there was this one dream that re- like reoccurred three times at least i'm pretty sure and that's why i think it's like etched in my memory mm-hmm. me and my dad were like walking into this building and it's a witch bank mm-hmm. so it's like a bank run by witches and they like traded stuff for other things and my dream was basically that my dad sold me to in a bank of witches but i was pretty happy about it back then <laughs> in the dream so yeah that happened like three times and i actually said are you a good witch or a bad witch like that was <laughs> the question and they always responded with good with the sly expression on their face my recurring dream was about dinosaurs of course of course asian dreams about dinosaurs and slots <laughs> what do you mean yeah so yeah asian and i've had a wake up call during lockdown at 9 o'clock and she tells me her dreams and they're so disturbing <laughs> i say like, i'm not even fully awake yet and she scares me okay give give examples cuz i can't remember So once you were like um so we were all in a zombie apocalypse or um some something like that and you and Swayther escaped while I died burning. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like <laughs> what the hell? And, um she once told me that she locked me in a room of snakes to escape. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Yeah, my mind is really f- is really screwed up. And she sounds all peppy and happy about it because she survived, but I'm like, I died. <laughs> well, maybe I was happy that it was just a dream. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, okay, go on. Recurring dream about dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are basically just chase me and I would like hide and run away. That was it. Manas you will be like what are the dinosaurs a representation of your insecurities chasing you <laughs> It's probably a good explanation you know mm. yeah. There's this dream I remember probably the only dream I remember to be fair 
it's not a recurring dream i just had it once but i remember it it was basically my whole family we were running away from a fire and then my dad went in to get something and he basically fell off this ledge and burned and my grandmom was all like it was all because of you Niv. now you're going to like die in regret because you know um you could have loved him more you could have treated him better you could have i don't know respected him more i don't know st- stuff like that and i always yeah. feel like if someone dies and then i haven't treated them well or i could have spent more time with them then i would feel so sad so that dream comes yeah. to mind whenever i'm screaming at somebody so wait when you said your dream that kind of reminded me of some like this thing that you told me um I don't I don't remember if it was a dream but like the tsunami thing like you running away from fire could be like you running away from the tsunami like that's that kind the of thing. thing so basically I was at the beach when the when a tsunami hit and we basically drove off really fast and I got a scar from it but the thing is I don't remember the tsunami like I remember mm. the versions of stories my dad told me I remember going up in the lighthouse and stuff but I don't remember ever kind of like seeing the tsunami from the back of my car so it's just like a hidden memory because if if you don't remember it it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist in your mind it just means that it's hidden and buried and your unconscious mind can access um like contents of your mind that you like what you can't when you're awake hmm. so maybe it's just like a recreation of that like right I get what you mean, though, like, dreams of people you love dying. I think, I can't remember it correctly, but my grandmother died, mm-hmm. and in my dream, I, was, I wasn't I was crying, like, I didn't feel anything, I didn't feel sadness or guilt or anything, and it was terrifying, and when I woke up, I was so glad. I was like, phew, like, I'm, I'm just glad I'm not a heartless monster. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I had the dream as well, kind of. I have a vague memory of it. What? And you didn't feel anything? I've yeah. had I've had dreams of my family dying and I've like woken up in tears. But again, I think it helps to maintain a dream journal because you get to see patterns in your life or like patterns in those mm-hmm. dreams and kind of like better your life from it. So um, I know this is a very common thing dream that many people have is that they're naked in front of a class or something and that might be you feeling vulnerable and like if you if you kind of make note of the recurring dreams you kind of see patterns and what you're i don't know how to better your life how to better your mind i don't know when i first got my braces Mm. on i had a recurring dream of all my teeth falling out Mm. so i don't know what that Represents. No, that's a that's a very common dream. Um, let, let me just search up what it means. It says the dream can represent everything from a major life change to a lack of self-esteem, from the fear of getting older to money issues, from symbolizing rebirth to regretting something you've said. Okay, that's a lot of things. It's kind of like it's uh, one shoe fits all kind of thing. It's not no, really I meaning think, anything. Yeah, well, kind of. <laughs> okay. So usually in your dream, who stars in it? Just me? No, because sometimes I dream in third person, like I'm actually watching stuff happening and I'm not even part of the scene. Yeah, that never happens for me. Well, you never watch stuff happen, like it's not, you're not even part of it. 
I mean, I am watching stuff happen because it's me. Like, my eyes are what I'm viewing. I mean, like, I won't be an active part of it. It's like I'm watching TV. Yeah, but you could mind is my how, TV. How do you know that you're not there watching the scene then? Because I don't feel anything. I don't talk anything. I don't do anything. I'm just yeah. There. I don't. I don't feel anything in my dreams either. I think like, how can you feel things in a dream? You said you've woken up to tears in your eyes when people like when you, family members die. Okay, I meant feeling things physically. No, obviously not that. I meant emotionally like i'm just watching stuff so yeah but still if you're watching something you would feel something no like... literally literally nothing I, I would just it's hard to describe it's like i'm watching i know who the protagonist is i know it's like a movie like i'm not a part of it that's kind of scary you know like the fact that you're not in control of your movements like in dreams the only thing i find like remotely consoling is that i can move on my own like everything in my body works the same as it is no yeah i like i'm not in control but because there's nothing to control yeah. maybe it's kind of like another conspiracy theory maybe i'm watching someone else's life happen maybe someone else is watching my life right now through their dreams hmm. but but in your dreams you dream about your life like people in your life no sometimes like I dream about people I've never met. I know there's this fact that you can never make up faces in your dreams, but I've seen like a lot of people that I would never see in my life again. For example, on TV, on YouTube, on the streets. Maybe I'm dreaming about them. It's a flattering thought to think that many people you don't even think about kind of dream about you, you know? Do you know, I, I, are you sure that you don't get a dream or you're just watching, like... No, I'm always me. Like, I, yeah, I'm always me. Oh, talk about narcissism. How is that vanity that I'm myself? <laughs> you're only dreaming about yourself, is No, that? I'm not yeah. dreaming about me. I'm saying I dream while I am me. Oh, in all your dreams, you just have to be the protagonist. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I'm like that in real life. In all my life, I have to be the protagonist. In my dreams, I don't have to be the protagonist. Oh, mm. good for you. I think I agree with that, you know, to some extent. Like, narcissism. I think it's true. <gasps> oh my god, you're siding with Niv! No, not for you. For my dreams. Like, I'm always the protagonist. Oh. And I think, yeah, there is some narcissistic I element. mean, all of us are narcissistic to some extent. Yeah, Some clearly more than others. Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> but I, I don't see how me being myself in my dream proves that. Yeah, but back to the question: Who stars in your dreams? It's generally me. It's like always me. Like, no, if... are you the only person doing a monologue? No, but I'm like, I'm the lead because a lot of my dreams are I'm alone, right? Mm-hmm. But like. I'm the one discovering things. I'm the one kind of talking to people. Yeah, but my question is, who are these other people? Who's stars in your dreams? Like, who are the other stars? Co-stars? It depends. Like, this one dream that I had about my... Like, we were in this house that apparently was supposed to be mine, but I'd never seen it before. And there were these, like, people who were supposed to be my cousins who weren't, aren't my cousins. And I believe they were my cousins. And there was, like, this rumor that this tiger 
was around the house and everyone was like trying to hide away from it and find it at the same time. And at the end of the dream, it was my dad and his face had tiger stripes and he was like kind of <laughs> looking at everyone with lifeless eyes. So it is kind of about me because I'm the one finding out about it. I think, yeah, I dream about sometimes friends, people I know, my parents, family, like all that. But sometimes I can't remember their faces when I wake up. It's almost like a faceless stranger. I know what you mean. I remember everything about them so vividly, everything they said, but I can't remember how they looked. I know most people in my dreams, I know them, like, they're they're close to me, so it'll be, like, you guys or my family, and so I'll know, like, who said what and who did what, because I'm used to not seeing them all the time. Mm. If it was, like, a stranger, then I probably won't remember them, but... Mm. Let's take a different meaning to the dreams versus reality kind of uh, conversation we're having. So let's talk about dreams as in goals, ambitions, uh, career goals. So when you were a kid, what were your dreams, ambitions? What were your childhood dreams? None of them came true. They were all like vain and irrelevant. Go on. Um. So I had two career i don't know if the first one counts as a career goal but it was like both of them were are glorified careers i guess Mm -hmm. one even isn't a career the first one when i was like little in america um i dreamed about like (laughs) being a superhero basically and it was like i was married to spider no not spider-man yeah superman uh superman is overrated yeah I, I didn't even watch any movies of his, you know, which is the weird thing. <laughs> you just liked how he looked. Yeah, like, the cape and everything. And I, I had, like, I used to dream about, like, us saving the world and then slow dancing and his cape flying around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool, kind of. My second thing was becoming an yeah, actress. I, know I always like to daydream. I'm going to say this. Yeah. It's weird because I never daydreamed about becoming an actress. I always daydreamed about doing like different things like solving murders or, you know, all these different roles which could only be fulfilled by becoming an actress. Yeah. What about you, Asia? Actually, what? Childhood dreams. Mm-hmm. It sounds really sad, but I just wanted close friends because I never had that when I was a child. And I was like always so... I don't know. I was always the person who no one really spoke to. Well, I said career goals, but yours was interesting, <laughs> like psychological deep, which makes Manasi's actress sound stupid. <laughs> I, I had that dream as well because I didn't have any real friends. Really? Well, I had like a couple of family friends, but I don't really count them as friends because I didn't see them every day. But I think there's been one dream which has been like persistent the one like common like career goal that I had was I wanted to win the Nobel Prize. That was there forever. But in terms of my career itself, it kept changing like a lot. So when I was a kid, like year one probably, wanted to be a teacher. I mean, come on, all of us had that dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. What really? You never wanted to be a teacher. You didn't. Half of my. You never wanted like. You never dreamed of, like, scolding kids and bossing around. 
No. I always done that. Like, what the hell, Asia? Yeah, I, mean, I was like... I oh, wanted to be a teacher. No. Because teachers are, like, so, so like, How? controlling. Like, I mean, maybe I did and I can't remember, but I don't think I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then I wanted to be an astronaut for a while my friend i remember she said she wanted to be an astronaut in year five and i was like oh my god she's so cool i want to be an astronaut as well and she actually um accomplished her dream and she's a pilot and i'm so like so proud of her i mean i I haven't spoken to her in years now um but yeah i want to be an astronaut and i wanted to be a doctor for a very very long time always Mm -hmm. wanted a Nobel prize and i even still it's my dream it's like it's not the prize that I care about. It's like making a contribution to science that would live longer than I would. You want to be remembered. You want to be known. It's kind of like I hate feeling that kind of like an oblivion kind of thing. Um, it, kind of Augustus Waters from the Fault in Our Stars explains it beautifully. How, yes. Um, after he dies, he re- he's really scared that people would forget him and his life would end after his family dies and his friends die. I would hate that. I don't think I'd care. Mm-hmm. I would. I think you would as well. Well, first like, off, you'd be dead, so you wouldn't know. And second Yeah, off... but it, it, I don't have to know. It's just my life should have some significance. Yeah. Like, all these people, like, these famous people, they've been remembered after all these years. I mean, I know this is bad, and we always talk about Hitler, but Hitler's remembered, and I would feel very bad. I am not, and he's, like, the lowest human being, and he is remembered, and I am not. Do you get it? Yeah. No, because he's remembered for bad reasons. Yes, but the fact remains that he is remembered. Yeah, but why is being remembered so important? What if Because I want to have... I don't want to be finite because you're important. No, your importance doesn't rest on the amount of people that you are remembered by. It's it's well, in my opinion, your importance is weighted on the people that you do touch. Yeah, exactly. I I agree, but I want to be I want to be touching like a lot more people. For for example, um, when I become a doctor, and I let's say I find a cure to some disease or I find something which improves the quality of someone's life I want to be touching all those lives I want to make a contribution to the humanity as a whole Mm. you know yeah like I want to be an inspiration to people do you know what I mean Mm. like yeah my life story shouldn't just be a story like like, looking through these pictures kind of organizing everything packing up everything and yeah. um, I was talking to my sister and I told her, when I die, is anyone going to look at these pictures? And I hope, I really hope the answer is yes, because I don't want to, I don't want to think that all these effort that I'm putting in, saving these, I, I don't want it to go to waste, someone deleting it after I die. How is that wasteful, though? Because they brought like happiness to you and to the people around you. Just because they disappear when you die doesn't make them meaningless. No, it's like this one thing, my body disappearing after I die, but my picture disappearing, it's like there's no evidence that I existed. Wait, you... wait a second. Asia, am I your dream come true? Excuse me, what? 
It's me and Manasi. Offer your dream come true. What? Where did that friends thing? You just said your dream was to have two friends. That means I'm a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, don't flatter yourself, Nev. I'm sorry, but that's exactly what I'm taking from this conversation. Oh my god. <sighs> I'm a dream come true. I mean, that's enough to make me feel special. <laughs> I am actually someone's dream come true. You're giving yourself way too much importance right now. <laughs> Am I now? Yeah. I, at one point in little Asia's life, all she wanted was a true friend. <laughs> but just, okay, I'm agreeing. I had that dream as well. Even recently, um, so when I moved to the UK in year 10, um, end of year 9, I would like walk home with my mom and I would always tell her, like, I just need one good friend. I'm not asking for much, just one good friend because I would be so lonely. Okay, so let's kind of like talk about where we are at life. I'm just going to say I'm a medical student. It's weird to say it, but yeah, I'd be starting. Do you feel proud when you say it? Yeah, I feel proud, definitely, because it's a dream come true for me. Anyway, go on, Marcy. Um, So I think I did kind of fulfill my dream because every single um, career a dream that I've had, whether it's an actress and recently a psychologist or an architect. Why I didn't pick those careers were was because what I was dreaming of, like it's like I was looking at the at those career oriented dreams and I was seeing them for what they're actually not. Hmm. So it all boil like what I understand right now, I might be wrong, but it all boils down to creating stories and kind of being engrossed in stories so when I think of architecture it's always historical architecture it's always people who lived before me it's Mm. their stories how they evolved and that kind of thing like mythology in psychology it's always like about the hyper-realistic stuff like dreams and imaginations and synesthesia and all these like hyper-realistic dimensions and all Mm. of that basically boils down to creating stories whether that's narratives or just imaginative worlds and I think I've kind of on the path to accomplish that dream because I can communicate like exciting ideas through various different mediums whether that's writing or animation or illustration or painting or just yeah. So your dream like, film. was to kind of create everything which is not real and to make it to reality. Yeah. I think I just love to daydream and kind of bringing those daydreams to life. It's like, mm. yeah, I kind of want to bring my visions to life. Yeah. That's kind of like the opposite of what my dreams <laughs> have been, to be <laughs> fair. But yeah, it, it's interesting to think about. No, like I liked definitions finite things things I can put my hand in and like something tangible and my mom would always say people can take away many things but they can't take away your education and I wanted that so much like in in a way that I was so engrossed in like facts of life that I wanted to be an expert in those facts that make up something tangible something real so you are all about 
everything that's abstract and not real. I'm everything. Yeah. I'm about everything that's real. Like caring for like, the people who are real. Right. Uh, that actually makes so much sense. You know, because mm. I always like in my dreams. There's rarely like in my sleep dreams. There are rarely people. Like there are people who I know, mm. but there's not a lot of those. Yeah, so, it's just me. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. really beautiful. Like you're all dreams. I'm all reality. Yeah. But yeah, Asia, go ahead. Talk about your life after this now. Okay, well, my reality right now is that I'm going to medical school. Okay, what what did you want to be when you were a kid? Loads of different things. Like, I went through phases. I wanted to be an entrepreneur for a long time because we would, like, make... We would go and sell stuff in the park all the time. That was fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. Um, you actually like made a lot of money from that, didn't you? Yeah. It's like I was a rubbish kid. I never earned anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a vet for a really long time. I don't know why. I I just liked the idea of it. Then I went on work experience, and I realized that it was really boring. Well, no, because work experience, you're literally watching people work. It's like watching a really long television show. I think one thing that I did learn from work ex- from every every work experience that I've, that I've been on is that I hate feeling inferior. Yep. Yeah, career in medicine, it's kind of like when you get to the top. I mean, you can't know everything, but you'd feel pretty superior. So, if I asked seven year old you, what would you describe like you would be like? Like what? What would your, what would you expect out of your future as a seven-year-old? It's just, since I was a kid, right? I've had all these personal developmental goals. Like I've I've spoken about this like so many times before. Like I wanted to speak English, then I wanted to drive, I wanted to become brave, bold, talkative, like all that. Mm. And I just feel like right now. I've run out. Like, all my dreams, I've kind of, not sounding, like, arrogant, but accomplished in a way. You've accomplished all your dreams. Yeah, I mean, not the Nobel Prize one, which will always be there. But, like, right now, I'm the person I've always wanted to be. Sure, That's I could amazing. go more. Like, I have my flaws. Yeah, can you give some of that to me, please? Yeah, <laughs> but, like... Just pass it through the Wi-Fi. (laughs) Thanks for listening. You can follow us at Reasoning with Prejudice on Instagram. You can also listen to us via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Red Circle and Radio Public. If you enjoy our podcast, you may also like. Stay tuned for our next topic, which is on what is a monster? Okay, so imagine a monster... And then answer, why is it a monster? That's what we'll be discussing next week. You have been listening to Reasoning with Prejudice with Asia, Manasi, and Niv. And that's a wrap. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs>